Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. I'm not your friend or anything, damn. You think that you're the man, I think therefore I am. I'm not your friend or anything, damn. You think that you're the man, I think therefore I am. When I was in the house, I really, I was an older member, I really didn't understand the process, but I'd made a pledge that I would not. Uh, make a commitment to a house a speakership until I had seen them perform uh, over for a year and uh, that was very that was very difficult what happened because you don't do that especially if you have powerful people in your district yeah Senator Doug Broxson during his send-off talking about how you know he did something that I think actually makes more sense, which is wait and see how people perform. I, this whole process of picking your speaker when you first start in because leadership tells you to do it is weird. Um, but, you know, that is the system that they use. He bucked it and he paid the price not being on committees for a long, long time. Um, and then he proceeded to tell some really, really great stories. I mean, just they don't have anything to do with being a legislator, but they were great stories. OK, this one about his encounter with a snake. If you don't. I, I, this has nothing to do with anything, but someone asked me to tell my snake story. Would you like to hear my snake story? <laughs> His stories are great. I had been invited to play in a shotgun tournament in South Florida. And I was a fairly good golfer. I mean, I wasn't great. I had a 6'8 handicap. Anyone who's played that, I'd have to sign an affidavit to, to prove that fact because they've seen me play lately. But we were playing, and I had... There's four of us. We came to a par three. Uh, I hit my shot. We went to go. I was first on the cart. And across, it was a narrow place between two bodies of water. There was a python that was laying across the uh, path. And my brother raised snakes, loved snakes, lived in the house. So I decided, which I did not like snakes, that I would take my rake and I would go and get that snake and sweep it off into the water. So I went up to it, had my shorts on, and I put that rake on top of the snake's head, and instantly it became activated. (laughs) It wrapped around my leg, and I could not get it off my leg, and he was... If you, if you ever try to put a rake on top of a snake and they use leverage to get off of it, that head is coming off. So I had to go down and grab that snake by the head and work it off my leg. And as I did, it came up my shoulder and around uh, close to my neck. I was terrified. I, I admit it. I finally got him off, threw him in the water, instantly came back up. I got in my cart and left. The, the problem that I did not know what happened is that they had a big banquet and uh, phenomenal food and I go and I'm standing there and this guy says did you hear about that idiot (laughs) over on number 10 that got tangled up with a python and unfortunately that was me and I got in my car and left. (laughs) 
and I, you know, again, I know it doesn't have anything to do with being a senator particularly, but the fact that they were all—it was such a—it was such a light and loving mood. Like watching these people enjoy him and having been with him through all these years and praising him. My God, the praise for him from all quarters was amazing. A uh, man of integrity and decency and honor and, you know, just all of that. Uh, and But also the fact that he had admitted, and we talked about this yesterday, he had admitted that he was tongue-tied as a kid and he got put in basically special ed because they thought that he was stupid. And um, his mom came and rescued him from that. And he still to this day doesn't like to speak in public because he's afraid it's going to kind of come back on him. Um, but, you know, again, being begged by people to tell these stories, including the time he met Muhammad Ali. That same year, and I remember the date, uh, December the 9th, 2000, 2000, no, 1970, I was studying for my finals, and I went to an all-night truck stop on I-44, and I'm sitting there, and a gentleman came in there with his wife, and it was Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali spent an hour with me, the nicest gentleman I've ever met, had one of his gloves. And he held it up to show us that he had it. I did make a little bit of a mistake. You have to remember I went to a fundamental Christian church. I asked him to speak in chapel the next day. <laughs> I, I don't know if you get I don't know if that makes any sense to you, but he was not a Christian. <laughs> Exactly. But kind of a cool thing, right? I mean, to offer anyway. 615 here on News Radio 92.3. I have more. We'll play some more of this later because I just thought it was wonderful listening to some of the things that were said about him and that he said. His stories are great. Coming up in just a moment, we have the Transgressors Memorial Service where we uh, cancel things that we lost this week for, to cancel culture and we note their passing. Meanwhile, Jake has got our traffic on the fives. Jake? Not seeing any accidents reported by FHP this morning on the Google Maps. Not seeing any congestion on our roadways. I-10 and I-110 are posted speeds. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze, Tiger Point, and Navarre looking good. If you're coming out of Milton this morning on Highway 90, I don't see any accidents reported along your way there. Chase Street, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox, all checking in clear. If you do see anything out there slowing us down, let me know. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. This is Pastor Carl Gallups of the Hickory Baptist Church in Milton, Florida. Are you and your family looking for a church that when Sunday morning rolls around, you can say, oh good, it's time to go to church? Well, let me invite you to consider worshiping with us at Hickory Hammock Baptist Church, where multiplied hundreds of people say these very words every Sunday. We are doctrinally sound, featuring the exaltation of Jesus Christ and the clear contextual preaching of the Bible. The Bible is made relevant and exciting. You're convicted, challenged, encouraged, and uplifted at the same time. We have premier youth ministries, children's ministries, senior adult ministries, Bible studies, and missions outreach. We have a team of pastoral counselors offering guidance for your Christian and family life. You can find out everything you'd want to know about us on our huge and highly interactive website at hickoryhammockbaptist.org. Let me give you an open invitation to worship at Hickory Hammock Baptist Church this Sunday morning. And then the next Sunday, you'll say, oh good, it's time to go to church. I kid you not, regular members and even first-time guests say it every single Sunday. This is Todd Thompson, President and CEO of the Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce. 
join me Monday at 10 for the Chamber Connection Show. This week on the Chamber Connection, we'll be talking to Ray Palmer with Pensacola Sports. Ray will give us an update on all that's happening with the Sunbelt basketball tournaments and everything that Pensacola Sports is up to. So join us at 10 for the Chamber Connection. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Exciting news, the data revolution is on the rise once again. Data Revolution is seeking a second-tier engineer with at least two to three years of experience in IT, networks, voice over IP, and cybersecurity. Data Revolution's competitive salary is based on experience, and their comprehensive benefit packages include a medical stipend, matching 401k, flexible work hours, starting with three weeks of PTO, 10 paid holidays, profit sharing, and more. This is not remote or work from home. To learn more about this opportunity, send your resume to resume at datarevs.com. Investing in times like these can be scary if you don't have the right person at the helm of your finances. Armada Advisors will put you on the right path for success. Join Wesley Odom with Armada Advisors to find a better way you can successfully invest your money and enjoy your retirement. Tune in to the Pensacola Expert Panel this Tuesday morning at 10. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 923 AM 1620. News Radio 92.3 gets you live programming every day from 5 a.m. until 7 p.m. on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today for the Transgressors Memorial Service, remembering those who have transgressed against the great spirit of inclusion and must forever be cast into the abyss of dead names. Let's join Brother Andrew, remembering those who we have lost. Our first remembrance is for Leap Day. That confounding surplus 24 hours we add to February every four years, except for years that are divisible by 100, but keeping the extra day in for any year that's divisible by 400. Confused yet? Yeah, that's exactly why it should be done away with. But there are also good justice and equity reasons, too. Consider the poor, low-level salaried worker. He, she, or it might be looking forward to February because the monthly paycheck comes just a little bit faster than normal. But then our society throws an additional day into the work month and for no extra pay at all. And remember that folks still have to pay for all the necessities, such as food, water, electricity, and Starbucks. Employees being productive for no compensation but still owing for their expenses? It's a robber baron's dream come true. Now, obviously, one of the deepest injustices involved in February 29th is the trauma it causes to people born on the unlucky day. Those poor in-between leapsters who are forced to note their actual birthday, missing it at midnight between two real calendar days, getting in effect just a millisecond of celebration, and who have no end of trouble with official forms that often don't even have their birthday as an option, not to mention the loss of 75% of their birthday parties. But there's a far more sinister side to this day of oppression. In case you did not know, NPR helpfully teaches us that Leap Day was used in Ireland and America to suppress women and reinforce traditional gender roles in courtship. That's right, as cartoons and postcards from the early 20th century show, it was thought to be acceptable for women to propose marriage to men only on February 29th every four years. And if the man declined, there were penalties, such as having to buy the lady several pairs of gloves. At first, this might seem like female empowerment, but look a little closer and the women in the images are always shown as tall, desperate, and homely, revealing that this so-called benefit is actually a tool of ridicule 
to keep women submissive to courtship masculonormativity in which men control the entire domain of marital offers. Thus, we see this confusing, anti-worker, anti-poor calendar distortion is really just another tool of the patriarchy. Be gone, I say. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. Second, the movie Mary Poppins. Although many who haven't actually taken the time to study such things might think of the Disney classic as a completely unproblematic foray into sing-along whimsy, it is unfortunately not so innocent. As the British Board of Film Classification just ruled, the blended live-action and animated tale of disobedient youth enchanted into reform by a flying nanny needs to be reclassified from U for Universal to PG for Parental Guidance. As the board explained, the movie contains the word, and I apologize, Hottentots. Used originally by Dutch settlers to refer to the indigenous Khoi Khoi people of South Africa and later to all black people in general. In the movie, the Admiral uses the vulgarity, and since no one corrects him, any unsuspecting child might well be exposed to a racist term no one ever uses without the necessary context of disapproval. But of course, Hottentots is only the beginning of the problems with Mary Poppins. Obviously, it's unacceptable for Bert's character to so unapologetically wear soot face, regardless of the fact that he's a chimney sweep. That alone should earn this film at least a level two caution with trigger warnings and prefatory disclaimers. Now, we do recognize some positive elements in Mary Poppins, such as the idea that menial labor should be performed with happiness akin to swallowing some sugar. We also obviously delight in the ways Mary challenges that buffoonish representative of the patriarchy, George Banks, and the way she so effortlessly rejects the marital normativity of Western civilization by remaining single. And we do confess to loving the negative portrayal of stingy and uncompassionate bankers, as well as the critique of the entire system of fractional reserve banking. But just behold, that horribly positive portrayal of wealthy white privilege in which these children are free to simply fritter away their day with Bert and Mary diving into some random mystical street art and carousing with imaginary creatures while singing nonsensical word songs. No, dear brethren, words should not be treated so carelessly. And of course, we are very concerned about the safety message being conveyed by anyone so recklessly using an unlicensed umbrella as an airborne conveyance. So yes, this movie is long overdue for a good reevaluation. But despite the change made in the UK, which we support, for now the movie remains dangerously rated G in the United States. But we're working on it. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. Finally, a note of quiet admiration for our dear friends and fellow vocalites in the White House press room who have yet again tried to improve equity and demarginalize oppressed people by offering up a new word to refer to, and I want to warn you that I know how painful this term can be, illegal immigrants. I'm sorry. In a recent fact sheet published in support of the bipartisan Ukraine southern border funding compromise, the White House explained, quote, the bill also includes $1.4 billion for cities and states who are providing critical services to newcomers and would expedite work permits for people who are in the country and qualify. That's right, the Biden administration is now calling undocumented transnationals newcomers in what can only be described as a brilliant act of terminological compassion. As you all know, the sixth commandment of linguistic reprogramming is thou shalt fight societal bigotry by continuously changing words and terms. Constantly evolving terminology serves a multitude of functions. It keeps our enemies off balance and confused. It offers an easy way to identify our real allies by their willingness to virtue signal the newest and most recently approved words. And we can gradually separate negative connotation and bigotry from disfavored people or topics by using new and unsullied terms for old and baggage-laden ones. 
just as President Obama, all hail his name, taught us to refer to transnationally misaligned children as dreamers, a powerfully optimistic reframe, we celebrate the Biden administration for referring to alternatively documented border crossing persons in such a kind and simple way as simply newcomers. These humans of non-traditional residents deserve our help, and if calling them newcomers can facilitate the acceptance of people suffering nationality dysphoria, so much the better. Because obviously, the sooner we can integrate these nationality non-conforming persons into our society, the better off everyone will be. Woe unto all who offend. Woe unto all who offend. As you depart today, please light an incense stick and say a mantra for the Sullivans who are still reeling from the discovery that two of their distant relatives are openly practicing evangelical Christians. Southern Baptists, no less. You can tell them it's not their fault all you like, but Stu and Mary are feeling very ashamed of the whole incident and have been too afraid to even go to the grocery store since the painful revelation. Refreshments this week are provided by Shiver Me Timbers, the makers of glorious wood pulp flavored popsicles. Now available in oak, pine, walnut, and mahogany. Put a little wood in your pencil and enjoy a refreshing lumber sickle from Shiver Me Timbers. You can really taste the virtue. And now, brethren, sistren, and otheren, having been cleansed of these hurtful words, give each other the holy virtue signal and go forth and transgress no more. 627 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Before we get to Dave in the newsroom, let's get Jake in here with traffic on the fives. Jake? This traffic report is brought to you by Knox Pest Control. Not seeing anything out there on our roadways to speak of. FHP not reporting any accidents. Looking at the Google Maps here, I'm not seeing any congestion around our roadways. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Highway 98, <clears throat> excuse me, through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is looking good. If you're coming out of Milton this morning on Highway 90 through Pace, I'm not seeing anything there. Also, uh, Mobile Highway clear through Beulah, no delays on Burgess or Olive, and we're looking good from 12th Avenue through to Palafox and W Street. If you see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. Knox Pest Control, their family serving your family since 1929. For information on a free pest or termite quote, visit KnoxPest.com. Knox knocks them out. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. David Wayne's in the newsroom this morning with our uh, headlines. You try one of those Shiver Me Timbers uh, lumber sickles yet? Uh, not yet. Yeah, no, mahogany. Yeah, no, that's yeah. one of the new flavors. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's really witty. Yeah, it sounds uh, sounds something. <laughs> uh, the, the House has approved a short-term funding bill to avoid a partial government shutdown. That legislation kicks uh, two government funding deadlines to March 8th and March 22nd, buying lawmakers yet more time to come to an agreement on appropriations bills. Uh, the funeral for Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny underway now in Moscow. A large crowd has gathered to pay their last respects to uh, the noted dissident who died two weeks ago. Navalny's parents were seen entering the church and several foreign diplomats are also in attendance. And uh, just saw this one. Caitlin Clark is going pro. Yeah. The Iowa women's basketball star made the announcement yesterday. She's declaring for the WNBA draft and has decided against going back for her final season of college ball, which I have to say I don't like, only because she was the only thing going for the whole state of (laughs) Iowa this year. 
the the one good news story out That's of Iowa right. sports this year. Yeah, but you really can't begrudge somebody taking the money when they can get it. No, nope, I mean, absolutely you know, not. Go make the money. Yeah, go make the money. You know, <laughs> you never know. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. Hey, if you have um, employees, you run a business, you got to deal with benefits like health insurance, dental, vision, life, and disability, human resource management, payroll, all of that, and everything's going great, then great. I mean, I'm happy for you. But if I mention it and, you know, your eye starts twitching for, you know, yeah, don't stop. I don't want to hear about because you're trying to not do Hey, call Torgus and Causey. They'll make your eye stop twitching. <laughs> like, they like to do this stuff. They're good at it. They'll help you solve your problems, make things better for your employees, take the load off, give you some relief. You can focus on the stuff in your business that you actually got into your business to do. Torgerson Causey, we've been using them here at News Radio and Cat Country for about seven years, and they're great. Uh, for more than 25 years, they've been operating in the local area, helping people just like you. 433-9996 for Torgerson Causey, or check them out online at tcbenefitsgroup.com. State Representative Alex Andrade comes up next after David Wayne with local news. Fox News, I'm Gianna Gelosi. President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump both visited the southern border yesterday, 300 miles apart. The men seem to agree that illegal migration is an issue, but disagreed on who's to blame. This is a Joe Biden invasion. This is a Biden invasion over the past three years. I call him Crooked Joe because he's crooked. He's a terrible president, the worst president our country's ever had. But President Biden said his hands are tied after the failure of a bipartisan border package on Capitol Hill, addressing Trump directly. You know and I know it's the toughest, most efficient, most effective border security bill this country has ever seen. So instead of playing politics with the issue, why don't we just get together and get it done? Meanwhile, the funeral for 22-year-old Lakin Riley is going to be held today in her hometown of Woodstock, Georgia. Her accused killer is an illegal Venezuelan migrant. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 631 at News Radio 92.3. Right now we've got... Uh, mostly cloudy skies, and it is 58 degrees with some showers around the area. It's life in prison for a Pensacola man found guilty of a, a fatal shooting back in 2021. 24-year-old Carrick Teamer has been convicted on second-degree murder charges yesterday. Prosecutors say Teamer was a gunman that shot and killed Joe Bryant Jr. May of 2021. Deputies at the scene say they discovered parts of a vehicle that investigators linked to Teamer. They also linked him to the crime scene with his phone's GPS location. Teamer had been in the Escambia County Jail since June of 2021. A 24-year-old man now facing trial this week for allegedly causing a deadly high-speed crash. Also in 2021's Ontarius Jones faces vehicular homicide charges for the deaths of Demetrius Anderson and Demarius Nickerson. A third man was also in the car, Louis Finklia. He was paralyzed. The crash happened December of 2021 uh, in the early morning hours. Investigators say the four had left Seville Quarter. The car Jones was driving was traveling 124 miles per hour when it crashed into two buildings on Beverly Parkway. The city of Pensacola recently reached a new collective bargaining agreement with its firefighters union under these new terms. Uh, the city is raising this starting pay for firefighters by 17% to around $43,000 and across the entire firefighters union Firefighters can expect around a 12% raise. As we try to uh, really uh, lift up uh, our our employees and, and give them the respect that they deserve, I think this is a great opportunity to do that. During Mayor D.C. Reeves' State of the City address, he said one of his top priorities for the year would be modernizing the city's pay structure. 
and it appears that's carrying over to union employees as well. State Representative Michelle Salzman hosting a community outreach event this month. It'll happen on Saturday, March 16th at the Marcus Point Baptist Church. 30,000 pounds of food will be available for giveaway as well as 100 car seats. That event will be a drive through for food with a designated space for walk-up. Also a separate space for people to pick up car seats. Car, uh, cars may line up no earlier than 7 a.m. that morning with the first 100 families guaranteed to receive food. And if you're interested in a car seat, you'll need to email in advance. Email michelle.salzman at myfloridahouse.gov with car seat request in the subject line of that email. Include your contact information, phone number, vehicle, and uh, the age and the weight of the child. Well, there's more than 20,000 murders that have gone unsolved in Florida since 1965. That's uh, the sixth most in the nation. According to Attorney General Ashley Moody, who announced the creation yesterday of a statewide cold case investigation we unit. We to the legislature. We sought additional funding. We pulled together investigators. Uh, we pulled together attorneys uh, with the right expertise. And she says the unit's already on the job. The state indicted 33-year-old Timothy Thomas last month in the murder of a 16-year-old Gainesville boy that went missing more than a decade ago. It is 635 at News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. Jake, what are you seeing out well, there? We're looking great on our roadways out there. It looks like I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds right now. Uh, Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre not showing any accidents. Uh, Highway 90 coming out of Milton through Pace, nothing there slowing you down. Here in town, we've got uh, no issues on uh, Mobile Highway, clear through Beulah there. Gulf Beach Highway not showing any delays. No problems on Burgess or Olive, and we're looking good on uh, Lillian, Jackson, Navy, New Warrington, all accident-free on the west side. If you see anything out there slowing us down, you can always call or text on our traffic tip line. That number is 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. We are going to be seeing a wet day today. 90% chance of showers with a few thunderstorms possible. High today near 67 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 61. Showers will slowly come to an end as we go overnight with a small chance of rain Saturday morning. High on Saturday near 72 degrees. Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 60 degrees. For Sunday, high near 72 with a small chance of a stray shower. Sunday night, temperatures dropping near 61. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thank you very much brooke 58 in pensacola a little bit cooler in gulf breeze at 55 and 52 in milton our next news at seven o'clock breaking news anytime i'm david wayne for news radio 92.3 i'm jim chesco with your money now lots of not great news out of electric vehicle startup fisker after today's market close it posted a widened quarterly loss and came up well short of estimates for quarterly revenue said it will lay off about 15 percent of its workforce and expressed doubts about its ability to continue as a going concern shares of southern california-based fisker are tumbling 29 percent in after hours trading but shares of autodesk are up six and a half percent the 3d design software developer handily beat expectations for adjusted quarterly profit and also beat on revenue plus it forecasts sales for the current fiscal year above what analysts had been projecting. In the market's regular Thursday session, stocks did rise with the Nasdaq Composite notching its first fresh closing high since late 2021. That tech-heavy index today jumped 144 points. The S&P 500 up 26 today also earned a new closing high. The Dow edged up just slightly. That's your money now. 
For John's 60th birthday, his family planned to drive down old Route 66. But the trip took a detour when his wife got sick with RSV. It's a highly contagious virus that can lead to breathing problems and hospitalizations. This year, we don't want to cancel our plans. We're protecting ourselves with Pfizer's RSV vaccine, Abrisvo, respiratory syncytial virus vaccine. Abrisvo, a vaccine to prevent lower respiratory disease from RSV in people 60 years and older. It's not for everyone and may not protect all who receive it. Don't get Abrisvo if you've had an allergic reaction to its ingredients. A weakened immune system may decrease your response. Most common side effects are tiredness, headache, injection site pain, and muscle pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-844-989-7284 or visit abrisvo.com. So don't wait. Ask your pharmacist or doctor about Pfizer's RSV vaccine, Abrisvo, because every breath matters. Is another 2008 financial crisis looming? This is Kevin Demerit for Lear Capital. Just listen to the news. Numbers don't lie. Personal debt is at record highs. Corporate bankruptcies are soaring. Just the interest on our debt will hit a trillion dollars this year. Then you have central banks buying record amounts of gold to protect their own assets. They see what's coming, and it's a no-brainer. Maybe it's time for you to do the same. Move some of your paper assets into gold because they can't print more gold. It's easy to buy, easy to sell, and it's never been worth zero. Folks, Kevin Demerit has been spot on about the economy and gold. Call Lear Capital today at 1-800-927-2400 for your free gold investor kit and their 2024 special report, Rising Debt, Rising Gold. Tell them Kevin sent you and you'll also get free shipping on your first order. Call 1-800-927-2400. That's 1-800-927-2400. 1-800-927-2400. Spring is a great time of the year for gardening, whether it's fertilizing the lawn, pruning, planting shrubs, and summer blooming plants, and of course, tending to that vegetable garden. This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got spring gardening questions, we've got answers on the News Radio Garden Line every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesday, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. It's sponsored by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping, and Barnes Feed Store. Are you ready for a triple dose of wit, insight, and laughter? Tune in to News Radio Pensacola for the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show from 11 to 2. Your daily dose of engaging conversation and hilarious banter. Join Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins as they tackle the biggest news stories, pop culture moments, and everything in between. They'll keep you entertained, informed, and laughing out loud from start to finish. Don't miss a minute of the fun. Tune in to the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show, 11 till 2 on News Radio Pensacola. When doesn't that make your day just a little bit better? Terrible, low-grade white rap from the 80s <laughs> or 90s. It's 640 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Spence Gold Morning News. And uh, uh, Alex Andrade, he is our state representative for District 2, the southern portion of Escambia County, and then the most southern portion of Santa Rosa County on the waterfront. Uh, welcome back to the show, Alex. Hey, good morning, Andrew. Thanks for having me. One week to go. How excited are you? I'm I'm very excited. Uh, uh, I'm still not sure if I can go home this weekend, so um, I'm very excited to be able to go home definitively um, when that handkerchief drops on Sunday night. So 
Can't wait. You know, you and I were chatting a little bit off the air, and you were kind of telling me that um, you know it's a budget conference right now, which is figuring out how to get the the House and the Senate aligned on budget so they can submit it to the governor, and then cross your fingers that he doesn't give you too many redactions. What what is your like day schedule like right now? Because people probably have no idea, and I always find that kind of thing interesting. I know they always ask me my schedule, and when I tell them, they kind of can't believe it. But what's your schedule like during session during this last week of budget uh, negotiations? Well, uh, so I'm I'm the chair of of a big budget, so um, so my life has been yeah working through. Uh, our spreadsheets for my approximately, you know, $21 billion um, budget silo. Uh, last night I was, you know, working with our incredible staff until about 2 a.m. Um, trying to trying to figure out a couple uh, movements in our budget spreadsheet before we essentially at this point um, – We've 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 identified the universe of dollar amounts to 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 settle out my budget with the Senate. Um, so since we know the overall total dollar amount, we know that there's nothing else in there that is uh, has to be a specific number. Otherwise, they'll reject it. We took that universe, we split it in half, and we each went back to our offices, my Senate counterpart, and myself, and we just figured out how we were going to allocate our half of that universe. And so then we'll take our spreadsheets, we'll overlap them again, um, and hopefully we'll have a budget. Um, so it's just, it's just been, I was, I was at the yeah office till 2 a.m. I got to head back right after this interview to try and try and get this done so that like not only I can go home, but everybody else can go home because we have <laughs> right. to publish our budgets um, for 70, 72 hours before we can even vote on them. So you were up till two. You got up to do this interview, our, our weekly interview, and then right after this, you're going back to the Capitol, go back to go back to work on budget. Ah, just an easy part-time job, no big deal. <laughs> so much fun. Um, you've got uh, you got bills you're still working on. Um, a couple of your bills are not going to make it. That happens every year. The uh, HB 177, the ticket regulation bill, to try to chip away against the monopoly power that the um, uh, the concert. Uh, yeah, the Ticketmaster bill uh, has a, the defamation bill. Looks like it's not going to make it. Um, are these both the things you think you might bring back next year? Or? I don't. I don't really know. Like I've never. You'll you'll never catch me mourning the death of a bill. Um, you know, like a, in this process, if you're not willing to kill your own bills, like you're not you're not able to. You know, you're 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 going to struggle and have a bad time. Um, so yeah, no, I mean like. Like, I like the ticket bill. I might bring it back if a, if a different, um, you know, chairs are in different committees. I was uh, – actually, I was joking with the Commerce Committee chair. His name is Bob Rommel yesterday, and this was actually kind of funny. So um, a reporter in a hallway while I was rushing to, to a meeting was like, hey, why'd your ticket bill die? And I was like, I don't know. Bob Rommel hated it. Um, <laughs> and uh, – and, uh, and he quoted me in an article, and so <laughs> and Bob sits right in front of me on the floor. I was like, I was like, Bob, I was like, I was, Bob didn't care at all. But um, every time I say, Bob, you you probably have the highest body count of any of my any chair of like my dead bills because like Bob, he, he holds the record of the person who's killed most, more of my bills than anybody else. And his response every time though is just like, you should probably file better bills, you know? <laughs> like we just have an honest, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> You want to so, win more? So, so Train yeah, harder. 
Yeah. Just, 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 just fire, file better bills, Andrade. Um, but no, <laughs> I love so, that answer. Like, so, like, that's something that we can just joke about because, again, I mean, yeah, no, I, I file bills, I try and pass them, I do my best, but if there's something that's out of my control that I can't change, I, you know, there's always next year until I turn out. So, um, I might, uh, yeah, I'll, I might do the biggest stuff again. Um, if, if, if I can figure out something with defamation that the Senate might take, I, I might bring that back. You know, I, I passed more committees this year. We had a little bit more time, but I'm also not the person to, to demand that a bill be heard on the house floor if I know it's dead on the Senate. So, um, uh, I, I put that binder up for defamation. I won't be uh, delivering that that stuff on the floor because I'd just be wasting everybody's time on the floor for no reason. Oh, good but, for you, man. Because there's um, there are bills like that that we are wasting time on that are not going to happen in the in the Senate, like the uh, the whole you know the, the the gay driver's licenses or the gender on a driver's licenses bill and the you know gender reassignment surgery or whatever. Like the Senate hasn't even picked that up at all. What are you guys doing? Such a waste of time. But you know, I, I actually appreciate that. Uh, saving us all from having to watch these sort of futile discussions. Uh, we're talking to Alex Andrade, our state representative for District 2. Uh, hang on for just a second, Alex. Let's get uh, Jake in here with Traffic on the Fives. All right, we're looking great on our roadways out there. This traffic report is brought to you by Indeed.com. Not seeing anything on our roadways to speak of. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre. Highway 90 coming out of Milton through Pace. We're looking good in all areas. If you see anything out there slowing you down, let me know. 437-1620. Make the hiring process work for you with Indeed's end-to-end hiring solution. You can attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credit. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much. Jake, back to Alex Andrade, our state representative. Um, the vaping bill we talked about last week, I actually listened to one of the committee hearings on this, and uh, I would vote no on this bill. I'm certainly no fan of smoking or vaping, but uh, I hear the arguments and take them seriously. You had said last time we talked that you thought this bill might not actually do well on the floor, but it's getting up for third reading. Do you, is it going to pass? Um, I think it might I think it might pass, but like I won't be voting for it, and I know several other people might not as well. Um, I, I need to double check. I, I've been out of it. Like we didn't, I know for a fact we did not vote on it yesterday. Yeah, there's no I don't vote history yet. TP right. Or not. I don't know if it was TP temporarily postponed yesterday or not. Um, cause a lot were on special order yesterday for second readings that were, were temporarily postponed. So I'll need to get double check that for today. Okay. Um, but right. today I have my, my, I, Today I have my, I think, last bill on um, like government accountability to, to present on, on second reading. Um, so I'll have one bill to present before I go back and try and finish the budget. Okay. Um, I know, you know, you're aware we've been talking all day yesterday about the Supreme Court hearing on a bill that you did in part help author, the uh, social media uh, transparency bill. And uh, by my read of the Supreme Court, they seemed more friendly to viewing Twitter and Facebook and YouTube as common carriers when it came to people having accounts or posting content. I think they lean towards viewing it as protected speech when Florida tries to regulate the algorithm feed or presentation of those materials to other people, the like shadow banning kind of issue. Um, uh, you know, I don't know in all your budget stuff if you had a chance to pay attention to the Supreme Court hearing at all, but I wonder, you know, you're a lawyer, obviously very well familiar with all of these issues. Did you have any thoughts on what the Supreme Court looked at uh, in terms of how you read it or what you think is going to happen with that law? 
Well, if I'm a social media platforms attorney or long-term investment planner, I, I'm listening to that, wondering what exactly is going to happen in Section 230, depending on this ruling, because yeah. um, the whole concept of you know, the federal government's institution of liability protections is that these platforms are not engaging in speech. They are not publishing. Um, they're just allowing other people to, to you know, uh, comment, say things, and those people should be liable. Um, in, in this context, I have, I've only heard the clips that you've played, Andrew, on your show, but when they're saying they're engaging in speech, they're engaging in edit, like their own editorial activity, um, the whole time I'm saying, well, then why are you entitled to Section 230 protections for against liability? I mean, like you are actively engaging and promoting and moving the needle on who get, has eyeballs on what. And it goes directly to the damages somebody might suffer in any type of case that you could be sued over that you can't right now. Um, so I'll be, I think this decision could have significant long-term ramifications. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And uh, I, what I think might happen is that the Supreme Court might say you can't regulate the news feed because that's speech. But they clearly, the questioning was, uh, but you then are going to have to forfeit your Section 230 protection for whatever happens on the feed because if that's speech, it's not protected. It's your stuff, and you can't have it both ways. No, I, I totally agree with that analysis. Uh, Alex Andrade, he is our state representative for District 2. He's uh, back onto the budgets here momentarily as he took a, a break to uh, spend a little bit of time with us. Alex, I always appreciate the time you carve out during session for us, and we'll talk to you again next week or between now and then if anything important happens. But uh, thank you for serving. Thank you for spending so much time away from your, your wife and uh, your kid and and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, Andrew. 651 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. If you're thinking about that next vehicle, I strongly recommend Frontier Motors. I bought a car from them because the experience was great. I went there just to test drive a car. I wasn't going to buy one, but it was such a good experience, and the car was exactly what we wanted. Even though we weren't interested in buying it yet, I couldn't turn down the great price, so we bought it. And one of the things about that experience is you get a price sheet that's got everything listed on it. You know, all the numbers, and then at the bottom, there's this total out-the-door price. That's all you ever negotiate on. Once you figure out what you agree about there, there's no, like, then adjusting of that price. That's it, okay? So you don't get a thing, and then they come back and change it. It doesn't work that way. Uh, attached to that price sheet is a Carfax, which gives you the vehicle maintenance and repair history to the degree that's been reported. Now, Carfax is much better than nothing, but I still recommend buying a used car from just random person or whatever. Uh, take it to a, to a good mechanic that you trust to get a used vehicle inspection. The reason I say that is if you're going to buy a car from, you know, Corner Lot Kevin or something um, or on Facebook Marketplace and they don't give you a Carfax, well, you know, just call up Frontier and give them the VIN. They'll run a Carfax for you for free. No problem. You say, why would they help you buy a car from, you know, Corner Lot Kevin? Because they can. Because it's a piece of information and they're glad to do it because it's a service of the community. So when I say Frontier Motors have been serving the community in Pensacola for more than 25 years behind the big Buffalo on Beverly Parkway, I mean that. Got a bug problem or worse, a rodent situation? Insect makes pest control for your home easy and effective. First, Insect thoroughly inspects the problem and provides you with a free estimate and a treatment plan. Then once on the job, Insect identifies, targets, and eliminates common household pests, including rodents, roaches, ants, and fleas with guaranteed results. Insect's professionally trained technicians will safely and effectively eliminate pests inside and outside, while also taking preventative steps to stop other pests 
best from infesting your home. Afterwards, a report with pictures will be emailed to let you know what was found and the work that was performed. To make it even easier, Insect offers annual and quarterly pest control services to stop pests from infesting your home. Guaranteed. Outside, inside, from inspection to treatment to follow-up. Insect Pest and Lawn makes whole home protection safe and easy. Just say no to bugs. Join the Insect family today online at insect.net. That's E-N-S-E-C dot net. Advertising, marketing, digital marketing. These are all words you hear a lot about in today's world, but what do they mean? How do you get started? You can start by tuning into the Pensacola Expert Panel this Monday at 10.30 a.m. Join me, Lexi Mendoza, and I'll show you how to navigate the fast-growing landscape of digital advertising this Monday at 10.30 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 and AM 1620. Text or call with your questions, 850-437-1620. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at VFW.org. All the big national news in a conversation with Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins from 11 till 2 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. National average for gallon gas, 333. The Florida average is 336. Uh, Mississippi is 287. And California is 476. If you're in Navarre this morning, uh, 303 at the Sefco, same at the uh, Walmart West. And uh, the Walmart East has a uh, price it will not display for me. So, you know, yay for me. Uh, if you're getting over into Midway, 309 in Tiger Point, that is at the Circle K, 314. Pie pricing still maintains in the city of Gulf Breeze. 305 at the Raceway in Milton, 305 at the Pea Ridge Murphy, 309 at a couple of stations through Pace. If you're on 9 Mile, the Walmart has 294. If you are checking out the Murphy in front of the Walmart on US 29, it looks like that one is also giving me fits. <laughs> I love this website. It's so great all the time, and then every once in a while, it's not so great. Uh, 309 if you're coming in from the Oh, no, sorry. 305 is actually a better price at the Pier Station on Jackson if you're coming in from the southwest side. 656 here on News Radio 923. We've got Jake with our traffic on the fives. This Jake? traffic report is brought to you by Executive Landscaping. Not seeing anything on our roadway still. Uh, I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. If you're on Highway 90 coming out of Milton through Pace this morning, not seeing anything slowing you down. Chase Street, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox, all checking in good. If you see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That's 437-1620. Executive Landscaping, call us today for all your commercial and premium landscaping needs. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Let's go into the newsroom now. David Wayne's got our headlines. David? Well, President Biden is now asking former President Trump to support the border bill, which was rejected by Republican lawmakers last month in Brownsville. On Thursday, Biden said that uh, the bill is the, quote, toughest, most efficient, most effective border security bill ever seen. Uh, There's a dangerous blizzard apparently in California hitting the mountains there with heavy snow and 100 mile an hour wind gusts. The National Weather Service there says uh, uh, 145 mile an hour wind gust was reported near Lake Tahoe. 
And the Massachusetts Air National Guardsman accused of leaking classified military documents and posting them online is now expected to plead guilty to the charges. Jack Teixeira reached an agreement with prosecutors on Thursday. He's scheduled to be back in court Monday. All right, David, thanks so much for the update. 657 on News Radio 92.3. Oh, this is kind of a, I thought this was an interesting note um, because Bradley Cooper did an interview, you know, the actor Bradley Cooper did an interview in which he was talking about his now eight month old, I think it's right, eight month old child um, uh, that they ha- that he has with Rena Shank. Shank, I never know how to say her last name. Uh, they're kind of semi-split, I guess. They kind of co-parent, but she's dating somebody else and he's dating somebody else or whatever. Anyway, um, they had a baby together, and he says that in the first... Oh, I guess she's... Uh, no, this is not right. I, I'm not sure she's older now. Anyway, the relevant part of this was that he said that in the first eight months of that child's life, you know, right after being born, he says, I didn't even know if I really loved the kid. He's like, it's dope. It's cool. I'm, I'm reading. Uh, I'm watching this thing more. If that's my experience, I was fascinated by it. Love taking care of it. But would I die if someone came in with a gun? He said he wasn't sure. And then all of a sudden it was like, no question. And the reason I bring this up is because I know my experience of being a new dad was not, I mean, I wouldn't say it quite the way he said it, but there's a truth in that women are sort of automatically connected to the baby in pregnancy because it's every day of your life, you know, kicking, moving. You're, you can't not be connected to that child in a very natural, obvious way. Men often are not connected that same way to the child. And when it's born, it's kind of like, even if you've been sonogramming and reading to them and touching the belly and all that kind of stuff, it's still a little bit like that's when you meet them for the first time. And... You just don't have that same level of attachment. That It's very normal not to have that same level of attachment. And to have that same kind of, what is this thing? Is this mine really? What is going on here? And so I actually appreciate him saying this because I think this validates an experience that a lot of men have feeling maybe just a little bit disconnected from a newborn. Eventually, though, they come to love it. You're listening to News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Free's Milton Pensacola.